Hey guys, and welcome. I'm Life Coach Meg Ellis. It's time for you to stop coasting through life, and it's time for you to find your purpose. It's time for you to create your fate. If you're loving this podcast and are ready to jumpstart your best life ever, my 90-day mindset makeover begins in January 2022. My three-month coaching program is completely virtual, and guess what? Registration is now open. Head over to www.letscreateyourfate.com or my Instagram page at Let's Create Your Fate to apply today. Hey, y'all. Today, I'm going to be wrapping up this three-part series that's been focused on absolutely loving yourself coming into this year with nothing but love. So today, we're going to be talking about body image. And if you missed the first two episodes, no need to listen to them in order. But if you look back, you'll see that the last two Create Your Fate episodes are The Secret to Confidence and then Overcoming Comparison. So if any of these are a constant battle for you or something that you're working on overcoming, just be sure to definitely check those out. And, you know, I went back and forth so many ways to address the issue of body image because there's there's honestly just so much to say because we have these unrealistic standards that we place on ourselves, which is really just this accustomed attitude of instant gratification. And it keeps us unmotivated and social media shoves Photoshop and filters down our throats. And it leaves us to constantly compare ourselves to people who don't even exist. Like they don't even look like that. And there's just so much outside unnecessary pressure and voices And they are just so constant and so loud that eventually we begin to believe them. And and I struggle with this too, y'all. You know, um, I'm going to be sharing more on that later. But it's just so interesting to me. You know, I'm in fitness. If you're new to this podcast, I am a soul cycle instructor. I've been in fitness for about eight years. And I actually, I coach others on fitness and I train people. I work out typically just because of my job, 10 to 15 times per week. And I consider myself to be in in pretty good shape. But I I look around and I constantly see people in fitness who have better bodies than I do, or I'll catch myself thinking, oh, I should look like that too, or that I need to look a certain way to be considered uh, taken seriously as a fitness instructor. And, And honestly, you know, the thoughts just go on and on and on. And I think we can all agree that it's exhausting. It's exhausting. Whatever your thoughts are, these negative thoughts in your mind, it's truly exhausting. And and just quite frankly, it's toxic. And an interesting stat that I came across was approximately 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies and resort to dieting to achieve their ideal body shape. And unfortunately, only 5% of the women naturally possess the body type often portrayed by Americans in the media that we see every single day. And it's not just women, it's, it's men too. And according to some research that I found in men's health, the average quote unquote perfect man would be just a tad taller than six feet with a weight of 187 pounds. So that's roughly the size of Bradley Cooper or a Channing Tatum. Do you know how many guys aren't six feet tall? Yet this is something that they are so focused on changing because they feel like they need to be the perfect man but you can't change your height. You can't change that. And we end up obsessing over completely unrealistic desires. And, you know, they really stem from just low self-esteem. 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies. 
does this mean that the other 9% is made up of the most beautiful women in the world? Absolutely not. I mean, how many times have you seen, you know, these society deemed beautiful people? Actually, they turn out to be some of the most insecure people that you know. And you want to know why? It's not a body issue. It's a brain issue. So say it out loud. It's not my body. It's my brain. So today we're going to identify exactly what a negative body image is. And, you know, if you feel like you might struggle with this, we're going to actually figure out where it comes from so we can bring some awareness to some unhealthy patterns that you might be doing without even knowing it. And that's causing this repeated body image to play out in your mind. And I also, I do want to preface and say I am not a doctor. I am not a nutritionist. And I'm also, I'm not a therapist. I am a life coach and will be speaking from my experience and offering my thoughts on how to change a negative body image into a positive one. And I'm going to be going over some everyday things to look out for and that you can actually apply to your life to get back to loving yourself. But if there is anything that hits you in particular on a deeper level and you feel like you may want to talk to a therapist or a doctor or a nutritionist, I highly encourage you to take that step. So what is body image? Body image is this perception that you have of your physical self. But more importantly, the thoughts and the feelings you experience as a result of that perception. So basically, it's what you think about yourself and how you look, what you like about your appearance and what you don't. And I want you to pause this podcast if you need a moment, but start thinking about the things that you like about yourself. Just general things. Could be anything. Pause if you need to. But what, what kind of things did you come up with? Why do you like these things about yourself? Where did this positivity come from? Now, I want you to take another pause if you need it. What are some things that you don't like about yourself? Anything. And once you come back, start asking yourself, what kind of things are these? Why don't you like these things about yourself? And I'm going to switch the next question up and ask, why do you think this? And if you come up with your reason, I want you to keep asking yourself why. And then I want you to keep doing it over and over and really take a moment to think about this. Seriously pause and write some of these ideas down and come back. Now we're going to take a look at this first list, the things that you do like about yourself. Are these things physical? Are they about your body? Are they about your personality or your attitude? How did this positivity around these things get there? So let's compare now the things that you don't like. How much easier was it to list off, boom, 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 things that you don't like about yourself? Were they more specific things? And when it came to reasons why you don't like them, how many of these features came back to outside pressure or comparison? A standard that's been set by the media, society, other people, or whatever it is you think that you should look like. And it's just, it's so interesting to note that the things we like about ourselves, we take so much pride and, and responsibility for them. Like, oh, hey, I like my calves because I work hard on them. And I really love my optimism because I like to bring other people up. We take ownership of the things that we like. But when it comes to the things that we don't like, I don't like my stomach. Why? Because it's too flubby when I sit down. Well, why don't I like this? 
Because I feel gross and insecure. Why? Because it makes me feel fat and I want to be thin. Why? Because thin is what beautiful and desirable looks like to me. And that's that's just an example. It's actually my own personal example when I ran through that exercise. But when it comes to the things that you don't like and the whys behind them, how many of your answers pointed externally? There's absolutely no internal ownership. And we shift our reasoning to these external standards. We literally leave our self-worth in other people's hands. Whose hands? We don't even know most of the time. A photoshopped influencer, a model, an internet troll, whoever is running the pop culture and fashion and body trends these days, right? We don't even know these people. But, you know, we also leave our self-worth in the hands of people who we do know. Someone made a comment to you years ago that you never forgot. The way you were raised, maybe you did sports or dance or cheered, or maybe you were compared to another sibling. You know, all these thoughts, which turn into beliefs over time, these beliefs stick with us and they become part of who we are. You know, have you ever wondered how a thought becomes a belief? And I'll quote a psychology reference here, but your thoughts, if you think them over and over, and assign truth to them, become beliefs. Beliefs create a cognitive lens through which you interpret the events of your world, and this lens serves as a selective filter through which you sift the environment for evidence that matches up with what you believe to be true. Where does this initial thought come from? It could be your environment, Events, knowledge, past experience, visualization, you grew up learning, um, or maybe you even saw, you know, you saw things in your life and you thought this over and over and over. And at some point in time, you assigned truth behind it because, oh, well, this, this clearly must be the epitome of beauty. And in combination, you know, with another belief, perhaps, well, somebody else has it, so I want it. And now you've thought it so much that your mind actually looks for reasons to support this belief. And that's what you carry into adulthood. It's a trap, all based on past thoughts, past memories, or words. Do you have any memories of words, whether they were meant to be hurtful or not, of someone commenting on your body? And if you think about it, it still stings. I know I do. It's a thought that was a memory, and now it's a belief that's trapped. Are you going to give your power to that outside belief, to that trap, right? Sometimes we do. So what do we do about it? Well, you got to open the cage. You got to take your power back. Say it out loud. I am ready to take my power back. And, And maybe you're not sure if you have ownership of your body image or ownership of your power or if it's trapped in some outside beliefs hands. So here are some signs that you might not have ownership over your body image. One, you find yourself obsessively self-scrutinizing in mirrors. Two, you think negative comments about your body and frequently compare yourself to other bodies, even if they are a glorified body type or unrealistic. And even if you know they are fake, you still compare yourself to them. Three, you envy people's bodies, whether it be a friend or a celebrity, And four, you regularly criticize your own appearance. Do you do any of these? 
not sure how you feel about your body after you bring some light to, oh, I think I do these, but I don't know. Was it that big of a deal? Doesn't everybody do this? Right. You know, and, and this is an interesting thing that I did myself. If you're not sure how you honestly feel about your body, write a letter to it. One of my favorite books is You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. And it's actually, it's a book about money and manifesting and the way you view money. And at one point she tells you to write a love letter, a realistic love letter from your perspective to money to see how you really feel about it. And what got exposed were everyone's worries and fears and negative thoughts about money. So I thought we'd do the same exercise here, but instead of writing a letter to your body instead. So if you had to do this, and I please, please, I encourage you to do this. It's eye-opening. What do you think you would write? Right? Openly and honestly, it's a huge eye-opener of how you view your body and what you would actually expect it to do. Or, you know, it really shows how you could have so many negative thoughts around your body image. And I actually did this myself. And I'm going to read a bit from my quote unquote, realistic love letter to my body. And if you want to read the entire letter, it's up on my website, blog, and my Instagram. But I highly invite you to read mine and then write your own as well. But here is a snippet from my love letter to my body. Overall, I'm really thankful for you. People on the outside think that we're in love. In fact, I'm very confident and openly loving you in public, even when you don't look your best. But at times, I'm afraid it's a show because your clothes have been a little tight lately. <laughs> it seems like maybe you've let yourself go a bit. Yeah, I, I know. I made the decision to go on some vacations and drink a little bit more wine than I should have. But I really do expect you to stay on top of it and not change. And uh, even though I don't make the best decisions all the time, uh, this is on you. And, and yes, I love taking pictures of you. Um, but you know, other people's bodies look good all the time. So sometimes I want to Photoshop you in pictures and I hope you're not offended, but it's just, you just don't look good sometimes. And I just expect you to do a little bit better. I expect you to be flawless at any given moment. And sometimes you just look really bad when you take pictures at certain angles. And do you think you can maybe learn how to pose better? I mean, like, yes, sure. I love you. I want to show you off, but sometimes I just I'd rather hide you. And you get that, right? You know, no offense. It's just you're not perfect. And and I want to love you better. How can I do that? Sometimes I look at you in the mirror and actually get grossed out by your bloated stomach or tired bags under your eyes or your blemishes. And I think, hey, I think I'll do a better job. I'll be able to love you better if you just made sure you got rid of all those things that I don't like. <laughs> that would mean so much to me. Love, Meg. And, and that's just a tiny snippet, but uh, whoa, I'm not going to lie. It was tough to read once I wrote out the whole letter. How do you think your body would respond to an honest letter that you wrote to it? You know, where's the positivity in it? There's so much negativity around our bodies. And what does the law of attraction say? Negativity attracts what? More negativity. Psychology says it too. You literally create a selective filter looking for evidence that matches up with your negative belief you have about your body. So what do we do now? You know, you know your body positivity could be a huge help to your mental health. And quite frankly, you're exhausted with hating parts of yourself and you don't even know where to start. So let's just start by bringing awareness to some things. You know, you got to take ownership of your own beliefs about your body and you really have to take responsibility here. 
And yes, while we could sit here and blame social media, blame magazines, filters, trends, none of this is going to get you anywhere. I'm just going to say it right now. If you want to change something about your life, you have to change something. And in this case, it's our patterns and our beliefs about ourselves. So if you're overcoming years of hurtful talk or thoughts about your body, you likely have deep embedded cognitive thoughts that have created some beliefs and patterns into your thinking. And most of the time, we're completely unaware of these unhealthy thought patterns. But if we bring awareness to how they affect our lives negatively, we can begin to change the way we think about things. That's what it is. It's a mind shift, total, complete transformation of your mind. And guess what? This is not going to happen overnight. These things take time and they take dedication and change and patterns, kicking out old beliefs. It's work. But if you dedicate yourself to growth, either on your own or with the help of somebody else, I promise you, you will begin to love yourself more. And it all starts with awareness. So let's bring some awareness to some unconscious patterns that you might be trapped in and don't even know. And I'm taking these from BetterHelp. And let me know if you notice any of these patterns. Filtering, and not the kind on Instagram, filtering. This means you take the negative details and magnify them. Then you ignore the positive attributes. For example, you focus on one negative thing and obsess over it, and your perspective is distorted in a negative light. Someone told you 99 things they like about you, but all you remember is that one thing that doesn't make you perfect. Filtering. Black and white thinking. In this distortion, you see things as black or white. There are no shades of gray or middle ground. Either you are perfect or you are a complete failure. There is no in-between. And we know that this is very inaccurate in life. We know perfect doesn't exist. We know the importance of celebrating our progress, but you still do it. Jumping to conclusions. You don't know what the other person is thinking, but how many times have you interpreted a look or a behavior or a whisper that you heard and automatically thought that something was about you and you have an emotional response based on your own insecurity? This feeds that insecurity and makes you think it's actually valid. Guess what? That is completely made up in your own head and it's not real. Catastrophizing. This means that you imagine a terrible scenario where a horrible thing happens based on one tiny detail. For example, a piece of clothing doesn't fit, so your mind takes you down this rapid wormhole of shame, guilt, and worrying that you're going to need to buy a whole new wardrobe, but you don't have any money, and now you're fat and you're poor, and no one will ever love you. Dial it back and just breathe. And I'm just letting you all know, I am overcoming some of these myself, especially this one, should statements. I should work out. I shouldn't have eaten that. I shouldn't be this weight. I should be stronger. Ignited again by guilt and shame, you shift your ownership externally once more, and you're more concerned about these thoughts of should versus how you really feel on the inside. You are free to make your own decisions about what's best for you, and you are allowed to change your mind at any time. Labeling. I'm a failure. I'm fat. I'm ugly. These are all examples of labeling, which is just basically name calling, which is not nice, and we do it to ourselves. Right? But I want you to know that you're a human being and composed of so many amazing things and cannot be summed up in one negative identification. It is not all-encompassing. Do any of these stand out to you? 
and start noticing now that you're aware of them if and when you do any of these. Why? Because I'll say it again. These thoughts aren't real. These are thought patterns stemmed from way down deep. And they have likely been there for years and originated due to some negative memory that stuck with you. And now that negative memory wants to stay there. It likes the trap. So it's going to go out and look for reinforcements to extend its stay in your head, right? That real estate is expensive, right? And at this point, these tricks, these traps are simply just negative habits. And yes, habits are hard to break. But the first thing that you have to do is take ownership, change the narrative. You have to practice doing kind things for yourself rather than constantly tearing yourself down. So you have to start paying attention to your self-talk. Pay attention to your self-limiting beliefs. Do any of these hit home for you? I'm not disciplined enough. When I get to X weight, then I'll feel good. When I get X fixed, I'll, I'll feel good. I'm out of control. I'm too old. I'm too small. I'll never be X. I'll always be X. I just have bad genes. These beliefs are not real, but the feelings are. You will believe these feelings and you'll allow your life and your choices to be dominated by these beliefs that are just not true. So you got to do one thing. What do you think that is? You have to fight back. You have to challenge the thought, challenge the belief. Are these statements you're making based on actual fact or opinion? Ask yourself the next time you catch yourself thinking it. Is this thought realistic across the board? Objectively, everybody would agree with you. What evidence is there to suggest that this thought in your mind is undeniably true? Likely, it's false. Backed up by those patterns of old memories, they create our minds that want to stay there forever, right? They, they like the trap. We're not doing this anymore. You have to fight back. You have to forgive yourself. Most of us are shaking off years of negative self-talk and negative beliefs and patterns. This is going to require dedication to overcome this. You have to literally create new neural pathways to form new thoughts. That takes time, patience, forgiveness, and help. Do not do this alone. You know, you got to surround yourself with positive people. One of my favorite Adele quotes is when she says, of course I have insecurities. I just don't hang out with anyone who points them out to me. If you have people in your life who are constantly feeding you your insecurities with their negative thoughts, get rid of them. Run away as fast as you can. Those people are not your people. If there's certain relationships in your life that you want to keep, but they aren't the healthiest for you at the moment, have a conversation with them. Tell them what you need on your journey to love yourself. Tell them that you love them, but you need to love yourself too. And that's the most important part. Tell them what you need from them or need them to not do so you can start to love yourself. Most likely, their comments or actions actually stem from their own insecurities, and they could be unaware that they're even doing it. But by having that conversation with them, you could actually possibly be helping them too. Literally, it's go time on loving yourself. We're looking at everything. So evaluate your current friendships and figure out which ones you want to keep, right? How do your friends and family members talk about their own bodies? This can actually impact your body image too. You want to surround yourself with friends who speak positively about their bodies and their appearance. 
maybe, you know, maybe be the ringleader and inspire friends to talk kindly to themselves and to everybody else, right? What's the point of spreading negativity? You got to fill your time and your mind with positivity. What can you read or listen to to help fuel yourself with positive thoughts? Affirmations, meditations, mantras. Y'all know I love my mantras, but I, I just posted a complete list of body positivity affirmations for you on my Instagram, and there's a whole list on my website. So check them out. Take your favorite one or two. Write it on a post-it note. Put it somewhere where you see it daily. Bonus points always. Say it out loud to yourself. You gotta fuel yourself with positivity and you have to cut negativity out. Cut out the screen time. It is toxic. It's fake. If you have to unfollow or mute someone or take a break from social media to get a head start on your journey to self-love, do it. Do it now. Do it yesterday. Pay attention to your triggers and underlying motivators. When do you find yourself diving into these self-limiting beliefs and this negative talk? Start to cut those triggers out. You do not need them. You might have an attachment to them, but you do not need them. What motivates you? Do you really think you need to be thinner or does that just make you feel like you have control over something in your life when other areas seem to be out of control? It's it's imperative to sort through each negative thought and recognize what's actually driving it so you can get to the root of it. So you can change it. So you can get out of this trap. Say it out loud. I don't want to be trapped anymore. And once you start to objectively evaluate all of your thoughts, you can then challenge them and begin to change them. And once you have awareness, you can shift towards a positive mindset. You know, along with your mantras and your meditations, surrounding yourself with positive people who bring you up, create new habits. What could your day turn into if you woke up and the first thing that you said to yourself was, I love myself. You know, no, never tried it. Try it. You don't want to be trapped anymore. Call yourself out. Literally, whenever you find yourself labeling or catastrophizing or speaking negative things to yourself, catch it. Acknowledge that this is not my truth. You get to choose your truth. What you think in your head, that is your truth. If you don't want these negative things in your head to be true, choose again. Say something nice to yourself. Lastly, practice gratitude. I promise this is the quickest and best way to shift towards positivity. Write down all the things that you do like about your body. Appreciate your body for its amazing capabilities. Write down everything that your body does for you and things that you're proud of. Identify the non-physical traits that you love about yourself. Who is in there? Someone who is what? Smart, innovative, optimistic, thoughtful, protective, honest, caring, kind, passionate. List everything because you are more than just your body. Say it out loud. I am more than just my body. And maybe you even write a new love letter to your body, the way you want to feel about it. And you read it every day. Write a letter that emits positive thoughts about your body. Because like attracts like. The more you focus on the positive things you like about yourself, the higher you vibe. And the more you'll attract positive energy into your life that will continue to fuel these negative thought patterns out of your mind. I didn't like the letter that I wrote to myself. So I wrote a new one. One that made me really proud of myself. Happy. And one that even showed me how much I love myself. 
And it's up on my website. If you want to read the whole thing, you can even take the whole thing, tweak it, do whatever you want. It's, it's there as a resource, but read your letter to yourself, your honest love letter to yourself of how you want to feel about yourself and read it every single day because it's time to fight back because honestly, you deserve to love yourself. Say that out loud. I deserve to love myself. Focus on the things that you like about yourself and catch yourself every single time you focus on something that you don't like about yourself and choose again. In that moment, break the habit, get out of the trap, fight back and say something nice. Even if the only thing you can think of is the world's smallest little thing, you have to start somewhere. It's a journey and it's time. It's time for you to take your power back. I believe you can create your life. And I do believe that you can create your fate. To connect with more thoughts and inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Let's Create Your Fate or online at Let's Create Your Fate.com. If you love this episode, if you think somebody else might benefit from it, please, please, please send it to your friends, your family, to whoever you think would benefit from a little body positivity, self-love, tune into those other two episodes about confidence and comparison, and we will start this journey of positivity in our lives together. That's all I got for you today. But if I could leave you with just one thing, it is this. Expect good things always, and they will happen. Thanks for joining me today. I'll talk to y'all soon. 